Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. Ninon DeVere DeRosa is with us. Now, if you don't know that name, you should. If you care about Las Vegas, if you live in Vegas, she's got her pulse on top of everything in Vegas. And if you're not, but you like this place, she knows what's going on here. So it's really worth uh, talking to. I've known her for a while. Ninon, how have you been? Uh, It's been a while since we've talked. It's been a few years. Well, yes, it's been a few years, and a lot of water has gone under the dam. (laughs) Well, under the Vegas dam, put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) It sure has. Now, you do a kind of a cool show. I assume it's still going on. Vegas Live with Ninon. uh, That's right. It's a talk show. It's an internet TV talk show, which is uh, filmed in uh, Las Vegas. And uh, since we last spoke, and with the pandemic and the COVID and all this stuff going on, um, I was filming out of the uh, pepper mill. Right. And then, of course, everything was closed down. So I left. And then I left in March. Then I went back in June and did a few more shows at the pepper mill and then again it wasn't locked down but they had this 25 percent capacity so then i was out again because i had a you know my crew and my guests and everybody was more than 25 percent so so then i was out again and now i have a new studio i'm filming at quirky minds media that's in las vegas they've got a studio with uh, james kelly and it's going very very well well, that's terrific. First of all, you know, that's just like you. You're not going to just stop because somebody tells you, you know, well, we're not doing it here. Then you find something else, which I really love. I hate to see the Peppermill uh, spot go because it was just kind of a cool spot back. You know, people saw it, thought of Elvis Presley, and really a lot of celebrities loved the place. I imagine you hated to leave there. Well, I did hate to leave, but at the same time, you know, sometimes you move on. You've got to change things up and do different things. I have never been opposed to that. But on all that, I also started another show on Zoom, which is now going on for over a year, and that's called Neon Speaks. And I, I did that on the internet, so I had an internet platform because I had no idea what was going on. And as you said, <laughs> I certainly wasn't going to not do anything. Right. So now, <laughs> now I have two shows. One of the things uh, you're known for is championing people that are trying to get that first jump into the world of Vegas and entertainment and so forth. I always love the fact that you'll talk to just about anybody if you find them interesting. And that's kind of the key to your show, right? It's always interesting because you have that natural curiosity that I think all good talk show hosts have. Well, we try to have, but thank you for the compliment. But yes, no, I don't ever, I don't like to pre-interview my guests. And yes, I will have a homeless person on and then I'll have a millionaire on. I don't particularly think that makes any difference how much money they have. I'm more on the personality and the person 
on who they are, what they want, where they want to go, what they've done, and, and, and you know, that kind of little bit of their life and get them out there if it, they've got a fundraiser going on or if they've got a performance happening. I, I like to get it out there so that people know that they can go and support these people. Well, I love the fact that you don't have the pre-interview and so forth because it really is the curiosity that leads to, I think, the interesting parts of the conversation, which maybe you'd never get to if you'd have prepared for it just based on a, a bio sheet. Yeah, and it's funny because a lot of them say, well, what are we going to talk about? And I turn to them and I say, I have no idea. <laughs> and that makes, that makes them even more nervous. They say, what do you mean you don't know? Then I ask them, I say, what's the main thing you do? I'll ask just one question before we go on there. What is the main Are you an author? Are you in real estate? Do you sing? What do you do? Acrobats? What do you do? That's, I only need one thing. And then when I know, because I want to present that to the audience, and then we go from there because they've always got something to say. They've always got something interesting coming out of their lives. Well, and I think it's it's the city that you represent here, Vegas, that yes. kind of uh, brings some of that to you. Even like you say, whether it's a realtor and so forth, it, they've been called to Vegas and that kind of separates them from, from everybody else. It does, but you know you have to understand Vegas is is you know one of a kind in an, in an entire world. It's totally different to any other city. Um, a lot of people used to call it a blue collar city because it had just mainly the workplace was the big hotels. Well, that's kind of changed a tremendous amount. They've got a lot of building going on. They've got a lot of companies. The Raiders are here now. And and then you've got Tesla here and you've got a lot of people. So it's become a little bit of a different city now. It's becoming a city of its own, not just, you know, working in the hotels. People have businesses and it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of grown from just a tourist town. to It's a really big city. It's like for all the reasons you mentioned. You know what I find interesting is I did do a little bit of research beforehand before our conversation. And as I look at your background, it makes sense that you can do this because you've had your hands into a lot of different things, which is just fascinating. I mean, you were a model, an actress, an underwater swimmer in Beirut, you know, author of a book called Joyful Volunteering. You like different challenges, right? And, and again, it's that curiosity that just comes out in so many ways. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a challenge. It's just kind of things that step across my path. And, you know, you, do you take them or do you stay where you are? I left home when I was 16. I left home when I was 16. I never went to school. Um, did not have the privilege of going to school and, and learning how to read and write and math and do all that stuff. Left home at 16 with five bucks and, and went from there. And I worked 20 hours a day for a whole year. Wow. 18 hours on a Sunday. And earned enough money, or saved enough money, to go from Torquay, which is where I'm from, Torquay, Devon. And then I went up to uh, to London, and I lived with my grandmother. Well, I, I never had a break in life. Even my grandmother charged me rent. And, I, you know, in those days, you know, money was scarce, and I was only, what, I was 17 at the time. Um, and then, you know, it was re- always been hard for me. Nobody ever helped me. Nobody you know, did anything, so I plotted on my way, and then eventually I ended up in uh, in the centre of London, Baker Street, actually, which is the centre, and uh, I started modelling, and I, unfortunately, touch wood, I did very, very well, so um, the story goes on. Do you find that a lot of people are surprised when they hear that? Because you're very, uh, you're confident, I guess this comes from, from modeling and so forth, very confident. I mean, people meet you and immediately they think, okay, well, this woman comes from the elite of England. And uh, it's, as you mentioned, it wasn't so easy with growing up. 
Well, actually, my, although my mum and dad didn't send me to school, or, or they had five children, they didn't send any of them to school. We were not homeschooled either. We were just kind of, I don't know, we were just, but my father and mother were highly educated people. My father especially was highly educated. So uh, being brought up, you know, you had to sit sit up the table straight. You had to use your knife and fork the right way. He taught us every etiquette and everything possible that he knew of, of our growing up because he was actually in a boarding school. He he was raised in a boarding school uh, um, in, in the summer. I think he would be with his mom, which was my grandmother, whom I loved. And so you, you sort of grasp all these things and... It's funny, they say the first five years of your life as a child is what goes through the rest of your life. And sometimes I disagree with that, and sometimes I agree with that. So I think it's a little bit 50-50 that you do definitely make your own life and you decide where you want to go. Well, my decision was always to the best restaurants. Um, I always wanted to have a taxi everywhere. So if I wanted all these good things, I had to earn good money. So I'm not a money person, but I'm very expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I... I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense because people don't realize how important that that is. It's all the st- stuff you were talking about that your dad taught you. People get an image, and the first image they get from you is class, and that comes from the ability to do that. And I mean class in the way of, wow, this person's got proper manners and so forth. And not everybody does yeah. these days, but I think it still matters. Not these days. It matters a tremendous amount. It probably matters more in um, places like New York, um, uh, different restaurants you go to. Like I lived in Bel Air. I had a beautiful 7,000 square foot home in Bel Air. And, and, and then that means you go to different restaurants. And, you know, so when you fit in with all that, you don't have to worry about anything you fit in. And, um, and that's why you've got, unfortunately, and that's probably why I do my show now, because I like to address all people um, of whether they're not educated or educated or have a talent or don't have a talent. I don't particularly mind. I just want their story because I believe that every single person in the entire world, I don't care what religion you are, what nationality you are, what color you are, I think everybody um, deserves a chance. But everybody in the entire world has a gift. Sometimes the gift you have is not what you want to do, but it is your financial status that can get you where you want. And then you can do that little gift or that little something you want to do, but you you have to make sure you put yourself in a position first. And, And that's what I did. I worked 20 hours a day, 18 hours on Sunday, and you had four hours, what was it, four hours sleep every night. But that gave me the foundation, which was the money, to be able to go and do what I was right, move to London. And then from London, I got another job until I got my modeling career started out. And then I, I think it was half of that money, half of that hundred pounds went into having photographs because we had to have a right. portfolio and we had to have this thing of, you know, a resume. And I had to have these photographs taken. And I remember my aunt and saying, oh, Nina, you can't spend all that money on, on, on just photographs. And I, said, I remember saying to her, well, if I don't do it now, I'll never know. And I won't get into the business I want to do. But now you're in a position that I think really fits your personality. Anybody that's watched <laughs> you, 
you love to communicate and what you do is so much different and yet I, it's fascinating when i heard the concept of it i thought okay this just sounds like some oh, everybody wants to have like a tv show where they just invite people in as kind of uh, like uh, an old saturday night live uh, script skip mm-hmm. but your mm-hmm. thing is different because again that general curiosity comes out and i think the people that watch it and if you get hooked on it you'll watch it all the time is who else is you going to come up with? And, and maybe not everybody's for you, but there will be people. Because I think, as you said, everybody's got a story. Well, I just had a couple on, and they have a coral farm, all about coral. And it's funny, two weeks ago, because I listened to a lot of stuff, I, I listened to continuously listening to new things on the television or the computer reading, and there was a big story about coral. So... When these people came on and they started talking about coral, I was 100% able to talk to them about coral because I had just heard all of this story about coral is not dying anymore and Australia, all the coral banks are all disappearing. And So I knew what was going on, but that's where I get a lot of... I'm, I'm very inquisitive, and you said it, but when I have people, I'm, I'm inquisitive as to what they do and how they get there. Now, how can I help you go further? Have you had any stories, uh, Ninon, that where somebody has that came on had no idea, and you were able to set them in a position that would help their career? A lot of them, tremendous amount. Yeah, a lot of. I had another show before this. I had a show called Voices of Tomorrow, um, and I interviewed children from the ages of twelve, sometimes younger, to eighteen, sometimes older, and I interviewed all these kids, and I gave them a, a platform to be able to talk out and just be who they were. And I helped a tremendous amount of children there. And then I was able to take, I did this for 16 years, and I've won 120 awards for the show and also for other shows I've done. But, and I also managed to take my cameras into Juvenile Hall. And that was, I always wanted to break the red tape, and I did. And I wanted to help these kids in Juvenile Hall to give them a, just to let people know that these, you know, take care of your kids so that they don't get into Juvenile Hall. Right. Make sure you, so that was one of my greatest things. And I did that completely 100% for nothing. I, I wanted to give back what I had learned and where I came from and, and what I had. I had nothing. I mean, I have, I've never had a mentor. I've never had anybody turn around and say, well, you know, let me, how can I help you? <laughs> I haven't really <laughs> ever had that. Yeah, they'd, all they need to turn around is the mum or the father. Just to, they have to use one or two words. I love you. That's all they have to say. If you don't say that to your children, you know, at least once a week or better every day. But, you know, if, that's your, if you're limited to say that to your children, which should not be limited, um, and, and just make sure that your children know that you care for them and, and to, 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 to explain to your children, don't talk at them, talk with them. There's a difference. Among the many lists of different occupations, motivational speaker is one. And hey, boy, we can see how. And it just seems like a natural for you because you enjoy it. <laughs> you, you're motivated yourself to pass this on. What better motivational speaker yeah. than somebody who themselves is motivated? Absolutely, yes. And I'm motivated definitely to help, the young, um, well, help, help any young person. Any young person that comes across my path, I will 100% help. 
if I'm given the, the ability to do that. Because I don't need a book. I don't need to read how I can perform what I want to perform. Um, I don't need anything. All I do, I mean, everything's set up, everything's done, and all I do is walk in and interview these people. But it's like, you know, I'll interview four or five people at one sitting, and people tell me, I say, Nina, how can you change from one subject to the next subject to the next subject? to the? So everyone is so different. And I said, well, that's just how it is. Just what happens. <laughs> Well, and I think I think your attitude is a reason why something like the pandemic comes up. Now, that should have been an easy thing for you to like, well, I can't do anything. I got to go away until everything gets back to normal. You didn't do that. Instead, you found, no. well, what can I do? And that's an attitude, isn't it? I mean, it really is, you know, where you don't just see a problem and say, well, I guess there's nothing I can do. Oh, not at all. No, not at all. In fact, um, the pandemic actually... Um did not hurt me at all, at all. I did not stop anything I was doing. Maybe even for the first month, um, couple of months, was maybe organizing things and doing different things. And that's what I was trying to organize. I even took, um, I went down Las Vegas Boulevard and filmed that and took photographs and then put that up because to show people what happened to Vegas and the overgrown, I mean, all the hotels outside, all their fences and their trees and everything were all overgrown. And I thought, well, at least they could keep that looking good, even if it's the inside isn't so hot. But at least keep, yeah. at least keep Vegas Boulevard. But it wasn't. All you could see was these police cars outside all these hotels. And it was so disappointing because it was just something. They all sort of shut themselves away and, and hid. And I, I think they could have done a better job personally. And, um, and that's why I started my second show, Neon Speaks. Started that on the internet and um, got this incredible girl, um, AJ Dean. AJ Dean is a, um, um, she's now my producer. She lives in Oregon and, and um, Seattle, actually. And um, she's doing a wonderful job. But I started that up because I thought, well, if I can't do the other one, let's try this one. <laughs> so now I have two shows. And now I just started a cooking show. Really? Tell us about it. Yep. Yep, I've got a, a cooking show um, with this gentleman called Joe Tarantino. Now, Joe Tarantino, there's a, a woman here called um, Social Media Shows, Maria. And she called me and she asked me, she says, Nino, and she said, can you, um, can you be a guest on this Tarantino cooking show, Celebrity um, Tarantino? And I said, oh, absolutely. So she wanted me to go someplace and downhead everywhere. And I said, I said, you're not getting me nine o'clock in the morning at anybody else's house but my own. She <laughs> said, well, do you have a kitchen? And I said, well, if I didn't, I would be the only house in the entire world that doesn't have a kitchen. But of course I have a kitchen. <laughs> yes, I have a kitchen. She said, well, can we film there? And I said, absolutely. So they all piled in here nine o'clock in the morning and I'm not even ready, but I can hear them all laughing and they're all getting everything ready. And, and this uh, uh, celebrity chef Tarantino, he was so much fun. So we start cooking. Well, I have a little bit of a sense of humor, so it started coming out. <laughs> and it ended up hilarious. Uh, you, can, you can see it on, on the internet uh, somewhere. I don't know where exactly it is. Come on, let's go to Vegas. 
Support Vegas Never Sleeps on Patreon for exclusive ad-free content, prizes, drawings, and fun, starting at just five bucks. Go to patreon.com slash Vegas Never Sleeps. Patreon.com slash Vegas Never Sleeps. Pack your bags and get ready because you're going to Vegas. Go to patreon.com slash Vegas Never Sleeps. Come on, let's go to Vegas. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com.